I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, it's Mark from Guitar Nerds here, letting you know that uh, we finally have merch back for sale. After a long period of not having any merch in the Guitar Nerd store, we've got a new t-shirt design available in black or white, and finally... Guitar Nerds Mugs. It's the uh, Christmas present that you've all been shouting out for. Um, head over to guitarnerds.net forward slash shop uh, where you'll find yeah two different uh, t-shirt designs available in XS right up to double XL um, and also the awesome Guitar Nerds Mug. Guitarnerds.net forward slash shop. everyone and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host Mark Packham, joined this evening by Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Hola muchachos. How's it going? You're very loud. Really? Uh, yeah, who? can you just turn me turn down my headphones please? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think you're on that one. Thanks. Yeah. There we go. So that was a, a good little line check there. Little, well, was I it? like to think that people at home are getting like woken up by it as well, you know. Like, Wake me up. Before you podcast. Because I'm not planning on... me on wow. being last. Oh my god. God, you can't really rhyme podcast with last. Pain. You can. I Unadulterated you can. pain. He, um, he wouldn't know. Being an instrumental band. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't know about words and stuff. Jay Cross, how's it going? Very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Good, good. week. It's been all right. Yeah, I wasn't here last week, was I? You, you weren't. weren't. Not. You missed out on me and Joe Branton doing, I don't know, probably one of the best podcasts ever. Yeah, you know, we had a two-way in your home. Did we you? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Um, that's interesting. Is that how, that's what you think it's called when <laughs> two people <laughs> Yeah, a two-way. <laughs> it's a two-way. Has it been that long? It's a two- yeah. Right, okay. Joe's yeah. just, interesting. Joe's just having um, one-man sessions the entire time. Okay. He's forgotten what a good two-way is like. Um yeah, no, fine, thank you. Um, I haven't listened to last week's podcast. Of course you didn't. But um, I normally do when I'm not here, but mm. I, I've been too busy this week. Do you know what you missed out on? Um, you have, Pete, you talking about double necks? Yeah, this I'm, is going, some, I'm, I'm not. You're, you're I'm not, though, are you? On a journey you're, to you, double neckness. You're not going to get well, one. Well, do you know what? Actually, I am. But you're... I've already found it. But... I thought you'd ordered yeah. it. Uh, well, I contacted... Actually, the, the, the supplier hasn't got back to me. Okay. But, um... But they're notoriously a little rapey. Which actually, now that I've said that, I probably shouldn't mention what it is. Yeah, don't say. Yeah, don't say what it is. But um, so I rapey supplier. But I will. I will. I will have it anyway. You also missed that, and then everyone will know. Yeah, I will. No, I actually will. I actually will. I really will. Do you know why I will? Because I was thinking about. um, I was thinking about the Guitar Nerds crew, and you know how cool like 
a photo of us all with our gear would be and everyone's like got this defining piece of equipment like as in Mark has Mark's I've got the best bass well, in the well, world well I was, well, was going to say yeah. if I was going to like define you I would say middle of the road and, and, oh, thanks, and your, mate. your bass is, is the most actually I wouldn't use the bass anyway I, I would have actually said the, the coolest thing you have is the Les Paul Junior yeah which is not which is punk rock super yeah, punk rock I know rock. that's totally cool Whereas, so you've got the Les Paul Junior yeah. that's totally banging okay um, Jay's got the offset telly I do um, which is totally banging yep then Matt Knight's got his pink Les Paul and these yeah. are all like really personality defining guitars they I are. think for each of us and I was like oh man I have loads of stuff but so you need like, something cheap and kooky basically yeah so I just wanted something something with a uh, you a know a character something, something that really a bit of, a bit of character defined me something yeah. basically completely pointless and it's, not very good no I, what I want is all of those things it's totally brilliant <laughs> my band were quite upset when I announced that I was getting it yeah you, I bet they were <laughs> I mean, if they probably well, don't want to be seen on stage it, reviews, would it mean that you only well, you only need to take one bass? You're going to leave one no, in standard. Because it's a bass and a guitar. I probably won't use it for the band. I'll just say what I'm getting. Just it say was, it. Uh, uh, it was actually I found it because a um, a podcast listener got in touch with me after we did the podcast and was like, "I can't believe you didn't know that this is still like an existing product." And, and it's true like oh I did I'd, see this yeah after I'd been on my whole search and everything I didn't realise that Dan Electro still did the exact double neck that I was banging on about yeah I, I didn't realise it was current mm-hmm. catalogue well it's actually not because the one I was banging on about was a short scale and this is a that's better though not long scale, scale. no but um, well at least it'll stay in tune yeah the one weird thing is both the guitar and the bass have a completely wooden bridge mm. <laughs> it's not really going to stand up to being in drop B or whatever you drop down no, to exactly but nonetheless it's going to be fun so, it's going to be uh, do you think it's going to be something for home where a double neck yeah. is basically pointless because you could just get a guitar Switch and a bass around. no it's going to be because you know I should own one of these I'm looking forward to playing it it's like, going to be if great if you get it I'm, 600 pounds is not a lot of money mm, for a double neck it really. is quite a lot it's of 300, money 300 quid a neck roughly but I'm, ch- yeah. I'm getting rid of all my Fender I hate Fender now as a brand why oh. I just I just don't think they're I don't think they make anything good. What are you talking about? And uh, so, you know, I've gone full Gibson and okay. um, and now I am... Uh, what will he do next? What will he do next? You're like one of those people clinging on to WCW in 2001. When oh, it was WCW clear was the best. The time was over. We don't do wrestling references yeah. on the podcast. No one understands them. Fine. Anyway, Goldberg. Jay Cross. Yeah, Jay Cross. Um, have you done anything guitar related this week? Or have you just been too damn busy? Uh, well, I put on a show last week. You did. That's why I wasn't here. You put on a band that has no bass player, which is why I didn't go. No, the reason you didn't go is because you were here. Yeah, that's right. And I was there. I did put on a band that has no play- bass player. I put on three bands last week, uh, and they all were. They all sounded really cool. Um, the descriptive. Yes. The second band is a band called Personal Best. And the uh, vocalist plays a um, Firebird into a Cornford. Oh, really? Oh, and yeah. it sounded really, you don't really good. not see that many good. Cornfords around these days. No, or Firebirds. Yeah, that's true. Um, I had a lot of time for the, the cheaper series of Cornford stuff they put out, the Roadhouse. Okay. The Ro- Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I think it was Roadhouse, the series. I'm, I might be wrong. I can't remember. I remember the Hurricane, which oh. was quite an expensive one, I seem to remember. Okay. Yeah, they did They did a, a series called The Roadhouse, which were Roadhouse. Far Eastern built. Um, really? Yeah. 
but mm. still really really good okay I don't remember those at all. I I sort of know yeah. I know next to nothing about Cornford. I know that they are kind of martially. Uh, that well, that one was. Yeah, I guess they always sounded to me. They always sounded like they needed their speaker to be broken in more than you could ever do it. They always sounded a bit held back right. to me. But that I this is a long time ago. This is probably ten or. 15 years ago when I heard one but they yeah they they never sounded particularly good to me but it looks like the range has changed a lot I didn't even know about the the roadhouse stuff yeah well it looks like it these roadhouse ones are still manufactured right yeah yeah um yeah they (laughs) are still manufactured um good to know I was just I was just reading about them because it's talking about them being hand-wired but I think this article is just talking about the fact that Comfort in general are. I okay. was under the impression that these were sort of their budget line. Um, Our products discontinued. Versions. It says right there. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, but they were great. If you can get hold of one, they're brilliant. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there was that. And uh, the other guitar of note was a uh, Strat into a 50s basement. Oh. Uh, or maybe a 60s basement. But it was a fifth. Like a real one? Yeah, so. yeah, I think so. Maybe it wasn't the fifties one. It was um, it was a, a fifty watt basement. Yeah, it might. Have, now I say it out loud. Silver face. It was silver face. So it probably was seventies. Now I'm yeah, saying it out loud. It would loud. be seventies. I I had it in my head, but I think I just had the number fifty in my head. Okay. Because it, it's a fifty watt. Yeah, it'll be. It 70s. would have been a seventies one. Blue writing, blue text. Uh, mm. yeah, I think so. Same yeah. as, similar as my similar 70s. to my old one. Seventies. Um, and yeah, uh, that's also sounded really good. Yeah, I bet it did. Really good. Um, so yeah, that's what I was doing, and it was yeah, it was cool. It was good fun. Nice, good, nice, good rock bands. Joey B, you've uh, you, despite being here last week uh-huh. and here this week, you've been away in between. Yes, doing did, gigs and stuff. Yeah. What did, did you do? Oh, it's just like the mini end of year last few shows. We popped over to uh, mainland Europe to do a couple of gigs. We were playing this festival uh in Belgium okay. in uh, Le Louvre in a uh, at a place called Le Ferme and uh, it's, Le Ferme. Ah, it, which is great. Uh, Le Louvre is a, is a really interesting town in Belgium because it's um it's really new. It's like 40 years old. And unlike our new towns like Milton Keynes, which are just concrete holes, um, <laughs> Le Louvre was designed for with sort of young people in mind and uh, with surely the arts not. in mind. Yeah, things, so. <laughs> things being designed for young people in the arts. It's amazing. That, so, surely that never happens, yeah, does so it? Yeah, so it's got like a university. I, th- I think they said it has two universities in the in the town um and uh they have they get lots and lots of government grants as well so wow. uh what was there before was farmland le firm the farm um has uh, is a number of farm buildings that have been um bought by an independent arts uh company that are funded by the council and they have turned it into the um swaggest uh and the what the swaggest triple venue 
Um, the swagist. Swagist. Swaggiest? Okay, swaggiest. Uh, I'll I'll go swaggy. go swaggiest. Yeah. They've got it's a really good uh, venue. I'd say like, if you imagine. don't know how to say it, maybe yeah, you're too old. Probably, to, yeah, too, okay, definitely fine. too old. <laughs> right, yeah. Just say it's like radical or okay, radical. Hip. Yeah, hip. Uh, we'll go for hip. But anyway, they've got like a really cool, like massive room and then two sort of uh, smaller venue okay. size rooms there as well, as well as studio and loads of other stuff. But it was great. And they were doing, they do loads and loads of uh, music uh, events throughout the year. And this was their alternative music festival so um there was like a uh, uh, oh, oh i cannot emphasize the level like that that you especially mark would have not got it like you'd it would have been so over your head it was amazing what, the band so, yeah so let oh, me give God. you so okay so what they called was, like <coughs> mr uh math plex oh my god come on i don't know on. i don't know what are your rubbish bands there was uh, one word aren't they like totems no or no there was uh uh, well, most of them Poles. most most of them were Japanese or um, or European. Okay, Mamont were there, who were like a, a twelve piece sort of instrumental arcade fiery sort of right. thing. But the, the reason I was mentioned there were there was a, a band called um, uh, Monster who were um, uh, who I that were a Belgian band who are improvisational with a lap steel, a drum kit, and a girl who does uh, projections. But the projections are improvised, so she has clips that she'll run and manipulate based on what's going on in the improvisational piece. Oh, yeah, there was it was great. Is it like music for PlayStation 1, where you could put in video <laughs> clips and then put a song underneath? Uh, I, uh, I don't know, actually. I missed okay. their set, unfortunately. But uh, it, it, I heard it was very, very good. I was just talking to them afterwards. It sounds fantastic. Yes, it was. But yeah, I did that. I went to Belgium and I went to Luxembourg as well. Um, which What's the math scene in Luxembourg great. like? Yeah, really good. I really like Luxembourg. It's obviously a lot smaller, but... Um, because relatively little happens there. When stuff does happen, there's uh, lots of people and it's a super big night. So yes, both were very good. How we, many people were talking for a big Luxembourgian oh, night no, out? The, the Luxembourg was a small venue. It, we, we'd sold it out, but it was like, oh, yeah, we, yeah. It was like 10 people. 80 people. It was a bus stop. Actually, I think it was less than that. But we sold like 250 euros worth of merch, which means that pretty much everyone bought something. Wow. Which is pretty good. Or one person. Oh, one person one just person bought it all. Very rich. 250 euros worth. Yeah. But yes, it was great. Um, uh, coming back to um, Belgium, uh, we, I saw some very interesting stuff there because there was a band called Mammal Hands um, <laughs> who, uh, uh, who were a... Um, they had a drummer. Let me guess. Two piece. One person right. plays a xylophone through effects pedals, and the other person just um, plays the spoons on their teeth. So you've seen them then? Yeah, right. yeah. I okay. like them. Uh, that wasn't too far off. Um, <laughs> <Fuck>. They. Uh... <laughs> what happened there? And nothing. Dro- dropped an F bomb. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, they they. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Not too far off. They play. Uh... <laughs> The main guy plays an auto sax. God. <laughs> One of the straight sax through loads of pedals, loads of like delays and modulators and stuff. Um, and but that's then... not... Um, uh, Come on, you can do it. I can't. No, okay. Um, the, no, no, the, we interviewed... Um, no, not that, not no, that different. That was a proper sax. Uh, an auto sax is the straight one, a bit like a oh, brass what, like clarinet. Oh, like the, the, the like from a, Star Wars... No. Like the cantina. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like that. We are playing math rock. We yeah. are in Luxembourg and doing. Well, they were more jazz than math rock. It yeah, wasn't no, math jazz. jazz. <laughs> uh, right, I see. But yeah, there was that. They had a drummer jazz, who I had believe. loads of those um, little trigger clips on on his drums. So some of his drums would like cause 
samples, yeah. but it was on an acoustic drum. It wasn't a separate thing, and they had a guy on a on a Nord keyboard. That's as well. not an auto. It's very is good. It? Uh, auto sax, sax is, is the straight small one. one. Yeah, but the a straight at the bottom. Are you saying auto, auto or alto? Alto. Oh, right. Okay, no, fine. alto is the small one, then tenor is, is the larger one, and then baritone is the really big one. You're thinking of a... Uh, alto is a normal one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the but soprano. with a straight end. So, Maybe is it a soprano? Soprano is the straight yeah, yeah. one. That's the oh, Courtney okay. Pine one. Oh, okay. The, um, the fella, that fella who we interviewed, by the way, mm. um, at uh, Arc Tangent Festival who played the sax, his name was Otto Cock. Just let you know. Otto. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so yes, it was it was very good. There were there were lots of uh, interesting, weird guitars and uh, effect like things there. There you go. Good. Really I'm nice. glad you had a good Joe Brown's European vacation. <laughs> yes, it. yeah, it was good. I mean, I tell you what wasn't good. Our van didn't lock. It stopped locking. Okay. When uh, uh, when we were on our way there, we went to sort of go to the toilet when we were on the Euro Tunnel. Van went lock whole time we were there. So did you have to stay in it the whole time? No. Nah. We just left it, but everything was still there, so that was good. Hmm, weird. I probably wouldn't have done that if I was you. Mm. I probably would have gone. All no, our no, stuff we, is in we, here. we wouldn't have. But um, it, at both the venues, they had uh, private parking. Anyway, oh, so. That's all right. Nice. Quite different from over here, where you're just told to go and find an NCP and <laughs> yeah, yeah, just do whatever, and you're not getting paid. Oh, so. oh, yeah, the Belgian one. We turned up, and there were techs there to unload all our stuff onto the stage, who had all been briefed on our stage plan and layout already, and yeah, and then like. They'd arranged for. They'd already arranged a guy to chauffeur us to the taxi afterwards, so that we could all drink afterwards. Nice. Uh, chauffeur us to the hotel. Luxembourg's a. Is it much punk? Oh, going that on was Luxembourg. Belgium. Oh. No, no, there's not punk going on anywhere. Man. No, that's true. Dead in it. Um, talking about punk, I had a band practice last night, and uh, P bases are wicked. Hmm. That's um, P bass through SVT four last night, which oh, yeah? sounded okay. Too many knobs okay. on the old SVT4. Yeah, it's the I one, agree. It's the one that biamps, which you sort of plug mm. in and go, mm, I, I'm never really sure if when I plug in an SVT4, um, like if I've ever plugged it incorrectly. Because right. there's so yeah, many different are, ways to plug it in on, on the back that just confusing. Just, there was, um, just put a classic in every all the practice rooms. SVT4s are cool though. There was an SVT4 actually at the Belgian festival. The band Mamont were playing them and uh, their their bass player had my new favourite bass, which I spoke to him about afterwards, which I've just found on Andy Baxter today and I'm wondering if I can Go stretch on. to it. A, uh, a Gibson Les Paul Triumph. Okay. Do you remember them? No, not at all. Whoa. What's a Les Paul Triumph? Well, it's Les Paul only in uh, sort of body shape. Right. Um, a, a lot of the other features don't don't really fit the look, so it has two oversized single coil pickups in it. One in the neck, one in the bridge. I think Black, I know which one. Loads this is. of switching options on a weird 70s. separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Which you one know you these mean. ones. Yeah. yeah, they're short scale as well. Ah. Um, totally cool, but it sounded thunderous. It was brilliant because it was another one. Are they like walnut color? Some of them are. Like, You're just saying that because it's the 70s and everything no, is walnut covered there in the is, 70s. I, I always thought that was called the Les Paul Personal. Right. Because he did. No, he had a guitar called the, the Les Triumph. Paul Personal and there was a bass version of that, but maybe that is called the Triumph. I'm surprised you don't know it because it's not uncommon. It like turns up all the time sort of on, on eBay and things okay. like that. But uh, definitely listeners and viewers, go check out the Les Paul Triumph bass. What uh, sort of money? It's uh, Well, the one on Andy Baxter's is, is, uh, is just shy of three grand. Oh, um, easy now. But they, they are super cool. Like a really interesting, unique instrument. Quite thin, 
the heaviest thing I've ever picked yeah, I up. Yeah, I bet. Which was it's the seventies. Yeah, everything was so. heavy in the seventies. Yeah, that's true. So, so um, yeah, not only are P bases wicked and SVT fours are confusing. Um, Dan Grace, who is a regular uh, podcast contributor, well, uh-huh. he's, he's been on this podcast a couple of times. Um, he was playing his custom shop no caster through a old JCM eight hundred, and it sounded unbelievable. Like. For a punk band, you forget. Like, you think, like, oh, yeah, humbuckers, definitely. You want humbuckers. You actually don't. You want the bass to be thick and the guitars to be thin. And a telly through an 800 is, like, the perfect yeah. punk sound. Sounded so good. And no effects, aren't it? No effects, exactly, yeah. Um, El Jefe from uh, yeah. No yeah, Effects uses yeah. a, uh, a no-coster. But the other thing he had was one of the those new Clon reissues. Yeah, yeah. The one that say the... Don't tell me about the hype or whatever yeah, it is yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the. Don't hype blame is not me. Of my making or yeah, something yeah. like that. And it sounded well good. Yeah. So, so good. I so got cool. him that, kind of. You got him that? Well, no, not really. His girlfriend asked me what, what to, to get. get him. And I said, <laughs> get him that. Just get him a clone. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, she was easy. Like, I, yeah, I just want to get him something special. And I was like, there you go. Yeah. And nice. he was that like, totally cool. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. Speaking of telecasters, uh, Tom Peters, who is a. Uh, uh, a podcast listener and contributor on the Facebook and actually is the guitarist in Alpha Male Teapie who we did a um, a rig rundown of back at Kato for Studios for legal reasons not a rig rundown uh, a pedalboard showcase a pedalboard showcase sure. yep um, and uh, he recently popped down to see me and he bought the last uh, Fender Classic Player Triple Telly ah I, do you know what I saw in on the same day not only did he put his picture up of the classic player triple telly, but someone else put a picture up of the classic player HH Strat, which is the one with the two yeah. um, uh, full a uh, wide range Fender humbuckers that had like yeah. um, a bound the sixties neck on it. Yeah. They both came out at the same time, and I assume they're both discontinued. Yeah, and it was really weird, like one picture after another on the Facebook oh. group. Classic player is one of the best things to come out of Fender. I'm quite yeah. worried that it seems to be. They seem to be discontinuing. Man, when the Baja Telly goes, imagine wow. the, the fights there's going to be over the I last one. I think they're going to discontinue it. I think they will as well. Why? Especially Well, because of the news that we're not allowed to talk about yet. All oh, right. About their new stuff. Well, oh, right. we can't say anything approaching anything right. about that. Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, triple telly. So that's a telly with three strap pickups angle, no, right? No, wrong. Three no-caster. Bridge pickups. Bridge pickups. Even in the neck. Yes. Yeah. And in the really neck weird. is where Tom Peters loved it. We took it um we took it downstairs into one of the booths and put it through a uh, Marshall Jubilee. Yeah. And it sounded incredible, yeah. especially on on the neck pickup. It was it had all the spank of a telly with just a little bit more low end. It was it was I, it sounded almost stratty but with more substance. It was yeah, yeah. it was great that's I, a really good guitar it, hearing the sort of pickup configuration I was like it looks odd but I've no idea how it hasn't become I, I, I don't know why this is the first time it's occurred well, I guess it it's great just, most it really telly, works most telly players wouldn't want that they want the regular telly pickup in the neck you know like most people so. are quite conservative about pickups and stuff so yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah what a cool sounding guitar there's a, yeah. I think there's a gag demo of it that Lewis friend of the show Lewis Porter plays on yeah, that's and right. it sounds really good on there yeah. so it only comes in black with a um, black plate non-vintage tint uh, gloss neck yes. and yes it's a single ply black plate yeah. as well which is what makes it super cool they're really cool they're really really weird guitars um, when it first came out I was like 
this is exactly the sort of three pick this is the only three pickup guitar I would ever buy yeah because it's three bridge pickups yes uh, and then I tried it and I was like this is maybe a bit too abrasive even for me it's very <laughs> abrasive isn't it and then like but you spend a bit more time with it and it's they're such a strange guitar well, it's all the same pickup as well I know it is yeah it's three custom <laughs> shop it's, no it's three custom shop no casters custom yeah. shop no caster bridge pickup and it's amazing to hear how they can way. sound so different yeah of five course. way selector as so you're well. like um, yeah you get the out face yeah, yeah, yeah. but so it's amazing weird. to see how just the placement can make a pickup sound so different I, and that was that was my uh, that was my comment on that photo as well was how interesting it is that you know you all you do need to do is move the pickup just slightly and I guess we see it a lot with um, it's not something you see on guitars hugely because you know there's only really two standard positions for pickups but you I, I've always thought it quite interesting with like the EB series like the EBO and the EB3 um, the SG style basses you yeah. can sometimes also get also on pickup. the SG bass oh, oh right yeah, yeah but you can sometimes get the same pickup in slightly different places and it can make such a difference to the sound right. can't it yeah and um, it is really weird to think just how just how much that can make a difference I was looking at a um, Instagram page earlier of a bass that has a single Music Man pickup but it slides the entire length of the right. body and you well, can lock few, it in position. A few people have done that. Um, well, Dan Armstrong most yeah, famously did the kind of sliding pickup and stuff. So. Um, that's right. And and obviously Gibson did it with, was it the Ripper or the Grabber that did it? Uh, I can't remember. One I of those two. it was two. the Ripper. Mm, the Ripper that I had didn't do that. So maybe it was the because Grabber. Because I thought the Grabber was three pickups, three single coils. There's a Grabber S3, I think, which is the right. one with the three pickups, and then I think the Grabber is the one with the sliding slide pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into the idea. I think yeah. it's a great idea. I think it's super uh, cool. Who else did it? I think maybe Italia did it. I mean, they, they were a big fan of ridiculous um, options. Oh, actually, no. Italia didn't do it with the pickup. They did it with the thumb rest. Nice. <laughs> you could slide oh, yeah. that up and down yeah. the body. Yes. yes. Great. Beautiful. <laughs> just Beautiful. have a massive hole in the front of your instrument just so you can slide a thumb rest. Right. Anyway, one last bit of business before we dive headlong into the news. Um, gear of the year is upon us. We're going to be recording it in, what, a couple of weeks? Something yes. like that? Yeah. Week, yes. week and a bit? Yes. Um, when? Uh, December the something or other. Oh, first, cool. Fourth, fifth, First weekend sixth. in December. Something like that. Good. So you better be around. Mm. Yes. Good. Um, so what that means is listener choice is one of the categories uh, this year, as it has been for the last few years. Um, listener choice is now available for um, nominations on the Facebook group. So you can get in there and nominate your favourite bit of gear to come out this year. Should we have uh, made it a poll? We will we'll, we will make it a poll. Basically, I'm going to leave it open for the next three days, so until Thursday. And then on Thursday morning, I'm going to switch it. Pretty much anything that's been mentioned a couple of times or more, I think, is going to is going to go into the poll, uh-huh. um, and then people will get a chance to vote on those things. So, yeah, if you want to um, if you want to kind of uh, push your favourite product to the uh, top of gear of the year, then um, the listener's choice is the way to do it. Basically, un un uh, clouded by our opinions. Oh my goodness! Um, but we get vetoes anyway, so I can get rid of all the stupid ideas that people. Uh, you do up. get a veto, yeah. Well, not a veto, but you know, you can argue against it. So, yeah, basically, what will happen is gear. The winner of listener's choice will go through. Oh no! In fact, the, the last two, one yeah. and two, will go through to yeah. the final yeah. of uh, yeah. gear of the year. So, listeners, can I ask you something? No, no, you can't. No, ask them. Do, you're not allowed to influence. It. I'm not influencing them. I'm just saying, be creative this year. Last year, you brought us 
the Black Star Fly 3. No, yeah, which is no that was the year before. Was it? Well, that was the year before. And if you remember, if you remember, Joe Branton, cast your mind back. Cast your mind back fondly to my favourite category of gear of the year, which oh. is last year's Let's, gear of this year's so, awards. So what? 2016's gear of 2015. Right. So yeah. last year, what we did was... Um, we chose the top eight. We got the top eight or whatever it was from the previous year. Yes. And we're like, right. So that year, the uh, Strymon Deco won Gear of the Year. Yeah. Do we think it stood the test of time? Do we think this has stood the test of time? Blah, 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 blah. And what we discovered was the item that had stood the test of time best was indeed the Black Star Fly 3. <sighs> that was what made it I didn't back. Agree and therefore, therefore, my, my friend... The listeners apparently knew better than we did. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. 100%. They had they had the uh, the long the long sight ready to go, yeah. was whereas we were just the short sight. Although okay. I should mention that I was not in favour of the uh, deco at the time. But there we go. If what? um if if you want to make it interesting this year, listeners, find double neck guitars that were released <laughs> this year and enter them. No double neck guitars will, have come out since the 1970s. I will fight so hard to have them go through into the final. Put double neck guitars in, if nothing else, just to annoy Mark. Joe Branton's choice cannot win Gear of the Year this year. That's all I'm saying. It wins every year. No, I've it won every single no, you year. Absolutely have not. No, you have not. It's like anyway, Gear of the Year is the opposite to my performances in the quiz. What your? They're rubbish. Yes. Have you performed? But you didn't. You win the first quiz. No, no, I did. The oh, first you started quiz. the first quiz. Yeah, that's why you did the first quiz. <laughs> so never win. Yeah. <laughs> just need to know a bit more, really. Well, I just thought I'd host them. I didn't realize we were going to pass the mantle. It's pointless. I only know about no, it's faces. Like, it's like Eurovision. You know, whoever wins does next year's one. Oh, yeah, fair anyway, enough. shall we do some news? New daughters. First up, <laughs> I don't really know what to say after that. First up, Gibson have announced a brand new Mark Knopfler 1958 Les Paul. Well, holy heck. They have. Coming out of the custom shop, I take it. Yes, yeah, they're only making 300. Oh, okay, easy. Um, Just everyone can buy one of those then. I'm sure they're really cheap, right? They've all pre-sold, actually. Okay, this is almost, it's almost pointless, this being in the news. I don't think there's any available stock. I'm pretty sure they've all gone. So 300 models were made. 50 of them um, were... Uh, relict as well and aged, signed. aged and signed yeah aged and signed that's right uh, yeah so you're looking at in pounds uh, about four and a half grand for uh, that's not um, as much well. as I thought no no that's, that's okay it's alright it's less than a true historic they are absolutely brilliant so yeah it's his uh, it's a copy of his 58 Les Paul it's weird isn't it because when it sort of came out I was like I thought he was a Strat guy yeah but apparently he played this 50 Les Paul once, so <laughs> Gibson of... <laughs> nice, uh, nice. Yeah, I'm sure it was more than once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. It um, looks great. Like, the flame top is fantastic. And um, yeah, I mean, it's Gibson Custom Shop, isn't it? So it's bound to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, apparently it's, it's actually on loads of, of stuff. He used it loads in the studio. So I, I was just genuinely unaware of that. That That is probably just my... Uh, yeah, I thought lack he was of, strapped for lack of Knopfler knowledge. Knopflage. Yes, exactly. But um, yeah, but it looks totally cool. It's absolutely worth checking out. I think it's one of their um, best sort of examples, uh, especially on the Relic ones, if you can just have a look at it. It's really nice um, uh, closet classic uh, style relicking. So I'm a big fan of that. And uh, yeah, and not as much as a true historic with bucket loader character so a cool release it's a little thing but one thing I really like about it is that they've 
done what they call broken headstock edges. So yeah. um, it's got like rolled edges of the headstock because Gibson Les Pauls are always really sharp yeah. around the headstock. They've obviously just rolled that off. That's what happens to an old one. You tend to find that they like get kind of rolled essentially on the edge of the headstock and they've kind of pre-done that on there. That's cool. um, I know it's a real stupid thing, but it's just one of those things where if you're spending four grand on a guitar or whatever it is, um, that it's just a bit nicer. Just that those little touches. And again, that's why, you know, the the more that you spend on guitars, generally the less the difference is as you go up the kind of pricing scale. But yeah. just those little touches make it just seem yeah. super nice. I did think, kind of for me, that the True Historic series and the Historic Select series and the Standard Historic series just had... Um, they were maybe a touch too much in places. Touch too much. Exactly. Um, Should and say more on this, this is kind of, I think, a... This is exactly what a Les Paul should be. And yeah. it's not... It's expensive. It's very expensive. But this is kind of like the right price point for a perfect Les Paul. Yeah. Whereas the true historic for me, because they go up to around £8,000, they've almost, at that price point... It for me personally becomes unachievable. Yeah, for them ne- to make ne- something yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, that's worth that. Yeah, I mean, it's almost not a guitar. It's almost not a guitar at that yeah, point. It's, exactly. Whereas it's this like is kind of like a like I, I right. get it, but like I sort of feel like I could save up three grand. Like if I didn't have any other responsibilities, I could pay three grand for a guitar. Yeah. I could, don't think I could ever pay eight grand for a guitar. No, exactly. yeah, yeah. Just couldn't. It's too much money. Exactly, and especially and and I always fight the corner of relics, but especially when a lot of those true historics are heavy relic, an uh, eight grand heavy relic. Do we know if the age and sign ones are more money? <laughs> yeah, they are. Okay, they usually are. They're gone. They're, like you can't buy right. one. Yeah, yeah. like uh, no one listening will be able to get hold and of that, one but unless you got hold that, of one already. That's a, that's a, um, one of the things as a little insider tip. Uh, for people who aren't uh, childish orcs like the three of us are, uh-huh. childish hey. people who don't own their own homes, uh, who, you know, if you're a bit more settled in life and you potentially could spend this sort of money, the thing to do, if you're a bit gutted that maybe you've missed out on a Martin Knopfler, the thing to do is to, um, and I can say this because I don't work in a guitar shop anymore, get friendly with your local guitar shop. Yes. Because get a heads I, up I can almost news. guarantee that these were announced and the people that work in the guitar shop got on the phone to the people that they thought would probably want to buy them. Yeah. And I, they um, got sold immediately. I, I never promoted them. Yeah. Uh, they, and, and I, I... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I made a banner to promote them. I think it actually did go up for a day, the banner. To be yeah. Honest. And then I had to take it down because we'd sold them all. Because they're four. gone, yeah. We got four and, and it, I think, I think about half of the 350 yeah. got into the and UK. And I think that's the thing is, is that it's... Um, with all of these, you know, we had it the same when I was in the shop. We had it the same with the um, the Rosie, which was the Clapton Harrison yeah. uh, one, or was that the Lucy? I can never remember. Lucy, it, the Lucy. That well, they it, both of those went immediately. We we ended up with one of those slash aged and signed ones. Yeah, that went immediately. Anything that's like limited, you almost unless you've got someone on the inside, you you're almost certainly never like not even never gonna like get a chance to buy it just never see it yeah. um, and so it's, it's always worth making friends with someone at a local guitar shop if you can it's amazing how many of these like even working in the shop how many of these limited edition things you'd never actually see because people would buy them and say oh I just want it straight in the box don't open it Yeah. and they'd yeah. come in and then they'd just go straight out again or not even come into the store you know they'd yeah, go yeah. into a warehouse and then go out to the person who had bought it and yeah it's kind of weird isn't it that there's probably some amazing guitars that have passed through our hands and we haven't been able to see a few of them. You know? Yeah, very weird. Um, and actually, there's a uh, someone in the uh, in the in the in the YouTube uh, comments. Uh, the Penguin Hitman has just said something that's, that's quite interesting. That is the best YouTube. The Penguin Hitman. The Penguin Hitman um, has said something that I think is actually quite uh, quite interesting, and also a very good point in that these guitars are almost made as like statement pieces to yeah. promote the fact that you can go to the custom shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, the true historic stuff is, like, they're not really designed for many... And, and I, I mean, I'm sure that people do go and spend a lot of money in there, but you also don't have to. You know, like you say, if you wanted to go and spend three grand on a guitar, which is a lot of money, but, you know, that is something that you could do, especially with yeah. a lot of these places will do fairly good finance options on Gibson. Um, you know, that's I think that's what a lot of these these guitars are. They're statement pieces. They're like, look, we can make this. Or if you want something that's like that, but not quite as expensive, come speak to us and we can do that for you. Yeah, well. yeah. yeah. Let's do one more bit of news. Um, Midfi Electronics have announced the Magic Eye Envelope Controlled Overdrive. Um, I had a quick listen to this on YouTube. Um, it's very, really weird, really cool. So... Envelope controlled obviously means the harder you hit the guitar, the more distortion there's going to be. Um, you've got the spec sheet up there, Joe. I right? do, yeah, and I have absolutely no idea how it. I don't understand. I don't really understand. I don't know what clipping is. Okay, well, that's like how you create distortion, basically. Right. Um, so, what are they saying about it? They're saying that the, the, the harder you play, the control is pre-clipping, and the treble control is post-clipping. Yeah. Okay. And the play, if you play lightly, the clipping portion of the circuit moves away, and you play harder, the clipping circuit moves in. Yes, exactly right. right. So, so basically- the harder you play, the more drive you get. It's like exactly. a, like so a Boss dynamic, introduced yeah, this with the MDP drive. technology. And, yeah. yeah. That, well, even before that, with the Dyna drive. very different. That's okay. doing it in a very different way. Um, so this is, a, a, to boil it down to as simple as it can get, the harder you play, the more distortion you're going to get. Right, okay. So 
um, and it's kind of constant as well. So the reason it's called Magic Eye is that there's a big kind of like ominous looking eye in the center of the pedal and that basically pulses with the, the led in the center of that pulses with like how hard you're playing so the harder you play the more distortion there is the brighter the light is um and the softer you play um that that light doesn't essentially come on quite as bright so kind of gives you a bit of an indicator of like how hard you're hitting the drive that sounds totally cool yeah it's how much is it hitting the shelves at uh, it was $225. I think okay. they're a very small company. I've not really heard of them before. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's an uh, interesting thing to check out. I think it would be one that, you know, go and listen to a demo. Like, you're not going to see this in a guitar shop. And mm. even if you did, it probably would be confusing to begin with it because it's not just a regular drive pedal. You know, there is, yeah. there is you know, if you've been used to, like, you know, the Boss Diner drive, that idea of like, hitting the guitar harder and getting more more drive um, yeah. or you know anything that's envelope controlled if you've got an envelope follower or you know an auto wire or something you understand that concept of like how you hit the guitar will change how the pedal sounds so yeah. but super cool I just like the fact that it's got a big glowing eye in the centre that looks cool. amazing that's cool have you got some news Joe Branson? I've got a couple of bits of news okay. yeah um, uh, well first of all uh, a couple of weeks ago I mentioned a a local local to us Brighton uh, pedal manufacturer and I couldn't remember the name of the company yes uh, it was Electric Death Pedals yes. Um, and I just I wanted to give them a little shout out because uh, I think every everyone should go and check out their page. They're only on Instagram at the moment. It's Electric Death Pedals, okay, one word. And um, have a look at their range. He's taken some pictures of their complete range, but some of the stuff they do is bonkers. They do things like um, they do some stuff that's like a Marshall in a box and an orange in the box, but he's actually Tolexed the pedals, nice uh, okay. as well, like a round the control so it's almost a, a, an amp lying down okay which is which is quite cool okay. uh, they look great and he does a, a range of pedals that are themed after the um uh the watchman superheroes which is quite okay. good um that's I've fully all- licensed yeah, yeah, yeah of, course, of course he's definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, he's i've been, ordered I think his I maybe made uh, that joke before, yeah i've ordered his um uh the comedian, comedian yes. yeah um, a comedian coctoir. Yeah. Why? No. Why do you need a coctoir? Yeah, why do you need that? I, I didn't. I thought it was a cutron. <laughs> <laughs> so completely the opposite of yeah, uh, coctoir. So, oh well. Um, but yeah, that's going to be fun. But cool. yeah, he does some other really interesting stuff as well. The Sputnik one, okay, um, which is the weirdest sort of self-oscillating. It's a lot of models for a uh, small company. A lot of models. Maybe maybe thirty. Really? In the range? What? Yeah. Yeah, he's taken like some top-down pictures of every single pedal um and he makes them to order. Um the replicant delay. He does these oversized knob controls on some of them which are massive controls. Massive knobs. Yeah, massive knobs on there. But I think really cool if you want to manipulate them with your foot, which is is the idea certainly with his replicant delay and things like that. So uh, it's a really interesting Instagram page, and everyone should go check that out. See cool. If there's anything you want, I'm. I will obviously. We'll do a demo when we get there. Yeah, yeah. And stuff definitely so up for that. Uh, the other news. Um, I know we don't really use our podcast for this, but as it is our podcast, and it's a friend, um, a very you good band. You haven't got any friends. I know, I know. A very good band called All Right the Captain had all of their gear nicked whilst oh. uh, they were in Derby last week. Did their uh, van not have a lock in it, and they they oh, just yeah. left it on the ferry? No, they yeah they parked it outside like their drummer's house so obviously the whoever it was had 
followed them there uh, because they right, took everything okay. amps and all like every single bit really? opened the back so of the van it was, like, it was it was, it was a pro prepared. job yeah it was a pro oh, man, job man that that sucks yeah so it sucks and a lot of their gear is quite standard so it's, it's pointless me talking about it but just uh one of them was uh his his guitar was a uh, one of the uh black on black uh fender jaguar hh the specials um uh, that they did a while ago with a matching headstock. Yeah, probably did them about ten years ago. I think, uh, no, not that long ago. Uh, he bought it eight years ago, so it was about. Oh, that. really? Yeah. Uh, um, that is one of the Japanese ones. Oh, was it? I think. Right. I think they were one of the only Japanese one, only Japanese guitars you could get at the time, if I remember correctly. Okay. But he uh, IIRC. He fitted it with um, with a set of uh, uh, a crash magnetic trans- transducer humbuckers okay one red and one black right okay um, so they're they're quite unique pickups yeah, that should be a guitar to spot exactly basically. Uh, as well um so yeah so i just thought I'd, I'd give them a mention if you see if you see an hh jaguar with uh, I, I think it's not the tops of the pickups that are red and black it's the it's the the, wire, the winding the winding okay. but um but still quite a unique instrument if anyone, yeah, yeah if anyone spots them um they've of course discontinued that model and i'm trying to get him something as close to it at the moment i think a few of us are going to shout the money and, and get him one but, but like there's nothing close there are no hh jaguars really at the no moment. Um, even that i well, see he's got one of the squire uh, p90 yeah. or the jazz masters yeah um which you might even struggle to get out the hardtail ones yeah i think so yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's difficult a, it's a tough selection what's, of what's stuff. the name of the band where can we find them if people come across that guitar on there uh the the band are all right the captain uh, okay. the actual band is a toto so um but uh i'm sorry what the band the band is a toto so which is a side project of all right the captain so they're hosting it all on all right the captain's page right, they have okay. many more followers okay uh but yes uh all right the captain are the are the band so if anyone sees one yeah let them know Anyway, well, we don't normally do that, but no, if, we don't. If Thank you've you for letting it, me. If you ever lose any gear or anything like that, I'm sure we could make a, uh, a little space for that on the podcast. Effort, yeah. What we also need to make space for is brand of the week. <clears throat> brand of the week. Is that okay? That was horrible this time around. Oh, right, really okay. horrible. Uh, yes. Okay. So brand Piercing. of the week. Brand of the week this week. I um. I wanted to talk about Bernie guitars. Oh, okay, interesting. So I'm not going that obscure. I've 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 gone down a very very super obscure route, and I was trying to sort of pull out of that really a little in. bit. Um, but yeah, I was I was trying to make it a little bit more conventional, and I was just kind of thinking. I know a lot of people do know about Bernie guitars, but I don't know how many people. I don't know if actually if people know actually what they are. Yeah, because whilst they actually have UK, they have a UK distributor. There do is they? a distributor. Who deals with Bernie in the UK? Right. Who? Sutherland. Do they? Yeah, they're on their page, but I don't know any. I don't know if that's new. I don't know what's going on there because they are nowhere. I think that must be new because they, Sutherland have only ever, as far as I was aware, Sutherland have only ever done uh, Burns. Yeah, I know. Like now they're, they're almost just, exclusively. Someone's yeah. just written over Burnsy. Are you, you're not just getting mistaken. Are you you're thinking, not thinking, no, no, of Burns. Are you thinking about Mr. Burns. Burnsy. No. <laughs> No, it's it's definitely good old Bernsey. Yes, it's not Bernsey Sanders. Um, but actually, uh, the, the reason I, I I thought of these is because a a friend recently um, won a Bernie uh, guitar okay. at um, at some sort of at, in some sort of guitar magazine competition. Oh wow! So they're clearly so they're actually doing stuff. Yeah, with they're them clearly in the UK. starting to turn up in the UK, which is great because one of the 
one of the, it's it's very tough to get them because they're yeah. a, they're a, um, a Japanese based company. Yeah. Um, so Bernie are uh, are owned by Fernandez, or at least Fernandez are the um, uh, the main name of the brand. Now, Fernandez. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Fernandez started in like 1969, and they're a Japanese Fender copycat company for yeah. for all intents and purposes. They they famously, of course, we keep mentioning him, and I hate him completely, but Billy Joe Armstrong. Uh, famously played a Fernandez Stratocaster. He does indeed. Um, does he still have it? Yeah, still got it. Still brings it um, Fender made him about ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Fender made him a custom shop version of it. So the oh, original one, as far as I'm aware, is retired. Uh, um, but there cool. is a um, in, uh, inch perfect replica. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, Fernandez are a Fender copycat company, and Fernandez introduced uh, in the seventies their. Um, their Gibson copycat arm of that company under the name uh, Bernie. Um, but they still make guitars, normally available in the Japanese market. But if they are coming over here, you know, you can get them, you can import them. They're also, I found one shop in Germany listing them and a couple of shops in the States listing them. So you can get them if you're willing to get them imported. Uh, well, I, I appreciate some of you actually might not even live in the UK, but you can, uh, you can get them and um, they are absolutely brilliant. They are kind of like Gibson if Gibson yeah, would, I mean. would push the boat out in their standard line. So for the equivalent of, um, it's got it in yen, and I think I've worked it out to be about £600, you can get a metallic shell pink um, ES Les Paul Custom. You can. With a Bigsby. Yes. Wow, that looks phenomenal. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's great. Yeah, for a little description for people uh, listening and watching, um, it's, yeah, as Joe says, it's a shell pink sparkle. It looks like a, just a Les Paul custom, but it's got the F holes, like the yeah, ES version. The ES, um, yeah, so my history with Bernie is that uh-huh. when I went to Japan a few years ago, um, they were absolutely everywhere. Um, yeah. And. Uh, a lot of the bands that we were playing with were using Bernie guitars. Um, loads of like SG Juniors and stuff that were Bernies. Yeah, they they not so much in their newer catalogue. They, okay. they, they still do SGs, but I, yeah. don't, I didn't see a Junior in there. Okay, fine. Um, loads of like Les Paul Juniors that are Bernies. Yeah, um, and some great Les loads Paul of Les Paul Customs. Actually, that seems to be yeah. like one of the things that they, they focus on. They have on. a massive sort of range of those. Um, they ha- they also do like Mockingbirds, uh, which look really cool. They actually do jazz box stuff and three three fives as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the cool stuff I think that they do is their range of Les Pauls they actually do a sort of a sort of Moss Wrighty model as well do they, they also do basses and they do have pink available as a color yes bass what sort well. of basses do they do they do do a short scale solid body Les Paul bass do they yeah. in so, pink is that how you stumble no, across this no they don't do it in pink but it's that's okay um, but yeah they do they do some cracking uh, some cracking instruments one of the uh, one of the things that especially stands out is their um, Fender scale uh, <laughs> Les Paul with gold hardware, a locking nut, and a Floyd Rose. Yes, just <laughs> what you want. Just yeah, what you want. Exactly. Do we know? Do we know if these are made in Japan? Um, I am afraid I don't. Because no, at the moment, I think actually, I think I did read that they're now made out of 
the old Tokai factory. Okay. Um, in so that will be China, I guess. Well, it depends. Tokai again made kind of all over the place. Really, I've seen yeah. uh, Japanese ones, Korean ones, and Chinese ones. So yeah, it could possibly be. Oh, they do a. They um, do a P ninety Les Paul. No, the one above it uh, is the. Um, Ah, whose model is that with uncovered pickups and the chrome scratch plate? I can't remember. There's a famous guitar that is that guitar, basically, and they do. Uh, it's a. I can't remember which player player it is. Paul Stanley. No, no. Oh, that's upsetting that it's escaped my brain. But they, um, they do basically do. They have a massive range of stuff. Lots of it is super. Um, they do quite a lot of pointy stuff still as well, do, don't they, they? They've got their end of pointy stuff, yeah. Um, but yeah, they have some uh, some extremely interesting looking models uh, in the bass area. If any bass players want to check out the uh, their artist signature section, where they do the. Uh, Jana de Arc, I'm going to say that's the name. Yeah, fine. Uh, they do a, a kind of almost. Um, it's, it's a double cut Les Paul bass, almost, with yeah. some weird horns on there. In. A strat jack socket on yeah. the front of the guitar. Yeah. A weird sort of two aside headstock in shell pink uh, that's, I'm not sure that's shell oh, it's pink like a lipstick it's like lipstick pink, pink. Yeah, yeah 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 very nice this is a better colour so, so are all of these available in the UK Pro- no probably not oh, these are all their, uh, <laughs> no they're, they're not yet but you can still get them you can you can certainly import them uh, to wherever you are they you know that that's not going to be a problem uh, they they do have a current catalogue I think that's what's most important because they didn't for the longest time so uh, so it's great that there is a a kind of current catalogue that's quite substantial. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully they will have, uh, they, they will be appearing more and more in the UK. We need to, um, we need to get in touch. We need to find out what's yeah, available. Absolutely. They also, obviously, uh, this stuff is all, um, they're all, a lot of them are great looking sort of Gibson alternatives, really high quality copies and for like half the price as well. Yeah, so they're, yeah. They're very, very good. I've got a lot of time for these. Yeah, yeah. My so- first experience with a Bernie guitar was not long after uh, I assumed a little bit of responsibility in the guitar shop that I was working in. Right. And uh, someone came in and they said, I've got this someone came in who was like a regular customer and he was like look I've got this I don't want it anymore um can you buy it off me and I said look I don't really know what this is I don't really know what it's worth and he was very upfront about it he was like look it's worth about this just put it on the wall it'll definitely sell and it was someone that I was just like okay sure fine whatever I'll just do it and you know we'll figure out the money later whatever and it sold that day. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, not surprised. You I, just don't I, see them. I just had, and that was my first experience with them. I, I had no idea that they were yeah. as sought after. Well, that's as, it. Anyone who's had any dealings with them knows that they are extremely yeah. high quality. Yeah, and um, and Gibson don't really have any high quality copycats. Like you, it's normally well, on the budget end. Yeah, and with, they, with companies well, like Vintage, I would say that's not true. There are brands like Heritage and there's like a load of even like Gordon British Smith. made well not uh, not Gordon even Gordon Smith's on the budget line again I, I guess yeah. there, there are a lot of people doing high end Les Paul copies we just don't necessarily see them because they don't you know have a lot of marketing and, yeah, but sure. if you go looking for a high end Les Paul copy you can find some absolutely incredible stuff Yeah, probably. what's interesting about Bernie is that 
Um, well, for a start, they're kind of using the Les Paul headstock. Um, and also, for a, a, the longest time, um, they were kind of one of the only cheap Les Paul copies that you could get. You know, there's mm. uh, burning guitars from the 70s and 80s, I believe, um, that were, you know, you could import from Japan and get yourself an actual, uh, get yourself a big, uh, get yourself a big deal. So, um, shall we dive in some questions? Mm, We've got quite a lot it. to cover um, and we're near the end of the podcast. Oh, let's do nice. it. Question. Jay, have you got anything lined up from the YouTube? Uh, come back to me. If not, okay, cool. Um, this is from the Facebook group. Um, Stefan says, best way to store guitars, upright, hanging, or flat? Mm. Any thoughts, Joe Branton? Um, I well, always play them, so I, I don't store them or not. Um, well, that's not true, is it? I have loads. You've got loads of guitars that you don't play. I put them in a... I, they're on a stand. Yeah, they're on a stand. I think that's okay, isn't it? I wouldn't. I I don't like leaving things in cases if I can avoid it. Yeah, I don't really. I think it depends on your house, really. Like, so for example, I am like my house is generally okay. I don't think it's particularly damp, and it's not. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's okay. So all my stuff's just out on a like six guitar rack yeah. type. Actually, thing. I think the the way you store them is quite unhealthy. Really? Why? Uh, just because you use one of those rubber stands, and I, I really think that you, you don't have to spend a lot, but even stag do like the the fur. What's wrong with the rubber ones? Stags. It it it, it, it can corrode the uh, the nitro. Yeah. Well, it depends on and especially on the, the neck stand that you get. I think like it hasn't. I mean, my guitar's been on. You've that. got one of those Hercules ones, don't yeah. you? Yeah. The Hercules oh, was a Hercules one. Yeah. The Hercules oh, I didn't realise that. Uh, or yeah. is it? No, it's a Warwick one. Yeah. Oh, they're oh, no, also they're... okay. I think. Are they? No, I'm sure some Hercules them, are the only one careful, that's okay. You've got to be careful because some, even some of the Hercules stuff is, and it, it depends. Some well, uh, Hercules do a range of stands that are specifically designed to not react nitro with nitro. Safe. Yeah, and but, so I, I I use those. But okay. I've seen white guitars that yep, can right. go that can get really badly affected so my Les Paul Junior has been on that stand since 2007 uh-huh. 2008 and absolutely no problem okay. at all and that's nitro so I quite like the, the you, have you seen the, the case stand that I have yes um, fur lined yeah. stag case stand yeah but it's quite they're, they're not cheap but they're quite good for um for for just more general protection because there's yeah. so much they're, they're not just um, uh, the guitar's not just out is yeah, it yeah it's not just sort of floating in the sat, in the stand it's yeah, sitting yeah. in there sort of on a load of padding that's yeah. quite a good uh, state for a guitar to be in any downside to hanging them on a wall do we think uh, I think it depends again it comes down to what sort of environment they're in uh, yeah. so where we are at the moment in my flat is uh, well, we the scaffolding just came down from outside because they had to re-render the entire place because there was loads of damp everywhere. Um, so I don't keep any of my guitars out. I think they need to be as sort of climate controlled as possible. Um, they're just sat in their cases at the moment, which I think is uh, as okay as I will be able to get away from uh, get away with in here. Yeah, I think you've got to be really careful when it comes to hanging guitars up. I lots of people love it, and I totally get that because guitars are super cool and you want to be able to look at them and you want to be able to pick them up as easily as possible like even my guitar's been in the corner there in like they're in the corner and they're in the cases and every now and again I go over and I'm like oh, I just can't be bothered I can't be you know and when they're out it's so much easier just to pick them up and just, well, yeah. whenever I come around to your house I immediately just pick just, up one of the guitars because yeah, they're just out you keep um, picking up their Les Paul Junior that's like been missing a string for yeah, two weeks I know I do keep doing that and you keep going you know there's no strings on that guitar and I'm like oh yeah but um, 
what you really need to be careful of is is just silly things and I used to say this all the time when I was in the shop and people used to think I was a complete idiot for being like don't hang your guitar up over above a radiator yeah and people used to be like what do you think I am but like I didn't mind people thinking I thinking I thought they were an idiot because every now and again you'd be you'd get someone they'd be like oh can you not do that then you know and it's important to talk about these things it really you know that's i think one of the things that we've always strive striven strived strived to uh you know there's no stupid questions yeah just stupid only stupid people hello um but yeah like you've got to be careful where you hang guitars or where you store them and uh make the best of what you got yeah i think is the uh is the point Jay, you've got a question from Twitter. I do, yeah. D- uh, DSM on Twitter, who is a uh, Patreon listener, uh, says, uh, I've got around £800 to spend on a telly. Okay. Uh, what, I wonder what we're going to say. What do I get? A Baja, an Elite, a Japanese? I prefer a Rosewood board and play mainly rock and roll and classic rock through a Blues Junior. Yes. It's the ultimate guitar <laughs> nerd's recommendation. What's the point in this question? So he prefers a rose. We know what neck. we're going to say. Well, yeah. I mean, I would say Baja 60s Telecaster. Mm. But Absolutely. if you can get your head around playing a maple neck, I do think that the the 50s Baja is way better. I completely disagree. Completely disagree. Why? The classic player Baja 60s is equally as good. It's no, not. You're only saying it's it not. because you like it's the 50s. Absolutely incorrect. Not. Incorrect. The pickups in the uh, 60s one are the pickups from the American Vintage 72. Right. And the pickups Wait. Se- yeah. 72. Uh no, American uh American Vintage 52. Yeah. Which is what's even weirder. Yeah. The pickups in the 60s are from the American Vintage 52 telly and the pickups that are in the 50s telly are the uh, cl- uh the custom shop uh twisted telly in the neck which is what I've got in the neck of my uh offset telly and a broadcaster in the bridge custom mm. shop. So you get custom shop pickups if you go with the 50s. Oh. Yes. Where see is Joe Branton? Where is now just, you see. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it, there's probably not a huge amount of difference between custom shop pickups and the American vintage pickups. But to my ears, the pickups on the uh, on the fifties one do sound better. But I think the Fender have sort of realised. I think there's a couple of things have gone on. Firstly, that like price range, that like six to 600 to a thousand pound mark has sort of opened up a little bit yeah uh partly because the price of the baja has gone up um so it's not like that 500 pound steel that it always was but you do have the elites now which are somewhere around that money aren't they they're about 800 quid the elites uh, no they're more than that no no the elites oh, are the same they as the took over the deluxe yeah yeah, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there is no special well there is special still exists yeah yeah the special I really like the special I had a special I really liked it uh, for me it's always going to be the Baja it's there always going to be the Baja 50s Baja 50s Baja man there's some good FSR Japanese stuff at the moment is there okay. they're doing um, some matching headstock oh I've stuff. seen those yeah yeah, yeah. some limited edition I can't remember the colour. What was that colour they introduced into their standard range for a short period a few years ago? It was like um, it was like a crystal white. Uh, it was like a silvery white. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was like they called it opal something. Frost. Yeah, something, something like frost. That. Yeah, maybe that was what it was. Yeah, metallic Olympic frost. frost. Something like metallic frost. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's like that. But it looks great with okay. a, on a matching headstock. I saw that. That looks. I saw that, that in the excellent. shop the other day. I thought it looked really cool. That's cool, and and I think the FSR Japanese stuff's really cool, especially if you like, you know, if if you're asking, what should I spend eight hundred quid on? Meaning, 
you've got 800 quid and you kind of you're not too fussed what you get getting something that's um a little bit different yeah is, is quite a cool way to go yeah definitely definitely but 50s bar hole all the way right 100 percent. with a blues junior oh <laughs> unbelievable j cross special it is the j cross special <laughs> anyway with that um that brings this podcast to a close we are up at time um, time i think what we we should do some more questions in the patreon episode right yeah, we've got yeah. a whole backlog of questions that we need to get to we always have a backlog of I questions. Know, i know i know i know what what happened? Where did the last hour go? I know this has been like a just a show. I hasn't thought it? this was quite structured. No, did we ramble a bit? Yeah, no, not that no. much. Maybe only the know. normal amount. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, all good. Um, so we're going to do some more questions. Uh, we've got questions from Lee about uh, alternate tunings. Question from uh, John about amps to pair with a blues junior. <laughs> Question- oh yeah, I did see this. Yeah, yeah questions from Nick uh, about string changing. Um, a question from Charlie, uh, who is actually we can answer this now. Charlie says, "Can guitar ner- nerds mugs be a thing?" And I think the answer it's is like he read our minds. Yes, guitar nerd mugs. Hopefully, did you see in he, the next people were anticipating weeks? loads of this stuff that I know. we uh, actually we've got we've got making. the design is confirmed. We've actually been talking about this behind the scenes for a little while, and we've got we're really talking we're about re- it. Arguing about it, yeah, arguing I think is more about it. I, you're right. It was arguing about it. It got, a li- it did get a little it bit got heated. heated. But we, we've decided, and there will be. I guess we can make an official announcement. There will be in time for Christmas, Guitar Nerds mugs and guitar, n- a new run of Guitar Nerds t-shirts with a new design on it. Yes. Not just a new design. Two, well, it's two, a, it's well, a new. Logo, yeah, yes, a rebrand, logo. a rebrand, a rebrand. Very exciting. We're, but if there's anything else, we're now called guitar nerds, um, now pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there's anything else that uh, you would like, umbrellas, um, I'm you thinking, would like us to make and then pay us money for. I'm thinking the Branto rant. What even you, is that? My is new that thing? a hotline? No, where no, people the Branto rant you. is going to be these new solo podcasts I do where I just. Well, I just slag things off. Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. Half Patreon an hour. Half an hour should... every week, the Branto rant. And there's going to be a line of Branto rant t-shirts that just says Branto rant and has okay. a big face, uh, a big picture of my face. Can we, can we set up a hotline nice. which is uh, like an expensive hotline, but uh-huh. it goes directly to your phone. Premium rate. People, yeah, it's like it's like five or a minute. But right. any time it rings, you have to pick it up and you have to rant down the phone. Yeah, yeah. I at, could any, do at any point. That's but you have to idea. share the money with us. Right. Yeah, okay. Guitar nerds golfing umbrellas yeah did i i um it flags up in my time hopper this week when gak got those umbrellas yeah uh we like we got some umbrellas done and oh he's gone joe branton's gone um, uh we got some umbrellas and uh they weren't selling umbrellas. until i took a picture of myself holding one and they outside in the rain and hot cakes mate indeed indeed so anyway um if you want to hear us answer those questions and more questions um, or firstly if you want to uh you know We'll keep you informed about the mugs. There's going to be a pre-order. There's, there's going to be pre-orders going up for the t-shirts. Merchandise. This Maybe this week. week. Maybe this week. Um, so Swag. On Patreon, we'll also have questions from Stefan about uh, Boss ME25s, Isaac about Kempers, uh, and a question from Levi about being vegan, um, which you guys can talk about, I guess. Mm. Okay. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds, uh, where you get an extra half an hour of mm-hmm. Guitar Nerds content every week from as little as $5. Yeah. At the $10 price point, you get your name read out thusly. Dum-dum-dum. 
Twist Connors and the Dust, Steve Metal, Blair Tom's Colors, Manja, Andrew, Marco, Mark Cross, Jetty Short, David Trader, and the Matanzi Brat, Paul Tolls and Jack Godfrey, Real Class, Scott the Brand, Matt Quan, Phil Thompson, Lonnie Hansen, Smooth, David Connor, and Anderson. Is there a week before Christmas where you're not here? Because I feel we should probably read the names out normally at some point. No, is this but why, we could do, is, we is could do why... an elongated podcast where I read them all out at half speed. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. And then, but at that point, you should push t- double speed on your podcast. So yeah. it just speeds it back Definitely. up to normal. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Po- uh, Patreon- Can we get caps? Ca- we could get like, some Guitar Nerds caps. Make Guitar Nerds great again caps. No, absolutely not. Huh. Jay would kill you. We're not doing that. No. Um, so, uh, if you want more of that, patreon.com forward slash Kitana. It's Patreon backers. Um, do go in the Facebook group and let us know if uh, Joe reading out your name like that has become offensive and made you not want to uh, sponsor it anymore. Yeah. Um, or if you really like it. I don't like care it, what you think. You might like Listen, it. Listen, save it for the... Save oh, yeah, it for sorry. the hotline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might like hotline it. Brands. If you think hotline brands is a, uh, is a is a thing that we should be doing, then let us know in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash uh, groups forward slash guitar nerds forum, or you can tweet um, at, at us at uh, guitar nerds on Twitter. On you can join us on Instagram at guitar nerds. Uh, if you want to just go and abuse Joe Branton mm. at Joseph <laughs> underscore nine hundred. Hey, I'm not Twitter. the one who f bombed this podcast. I'm not giving out any of our other Twitter things. Oh no, can we put mine? Out. Mine is Joseph underscore nine hundred. Yeah, but if you want to get in touch with me, it's actually at Joseph underscore nine hundred. I can't remember Matt's. Oh, um, yeah, I think it's at Joseph underscore nine hundred. That's it. Yeah, that's definitely. And it. what we want is unsolicited uh, abuse, yeah. basically. Just do whatever. What I'm going to start doing is just ranting. Branto rant. No, anyone who messages me on save Twitter. it for the hotline. Okay. Branto rant coming soon to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Thanks very much, and we will see you next time. Farewell. Thanks, gang. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.